The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. One of the latest texts coming in regarding the uh, the protest this morning that shut down the Walterdale Bridge for just over an hour. Quit beeping and moaning about the protesters. It's called take a different way to go. Uh, where you need to go. And one of the challenges being is that once you got down that hill, it's pretty tricky. It's one-way streets, right? That was one of the big uh, issues this morning. We're going to switch gears here just a little bit. Uh, Tonight's uh, official English language leaders debate, uh, it's the first to feature all six party leaders. Uh, The two men the polls currently have as the front runners, Liberal leader Justin Trudeau and Conservative leader Andrew Scheer, will find themselves on offense and defense as they trade jabs with rival leaders while fending off criticism of their policy plans. Uh, The NDP's Jugment Singh and the Greens' Elizabeth May are currently, according to to the most recent polling, in a battle for third place and looking to uh, pick up some seats, especially on the West Coast. Uh, the two other leaders on stage, of course, will be the Bloc Québécois, Yves-François Blanchette and Maxime Bernier of the People's Party. So in a fundraising letter to supporters, Bernier described this debate before a national audience as a potential turning point in this campaign. Now, an Ipsos poll conducted exclusively for Global News between October 4th and October 7th found that support for the Liberals is up one percentage point to 35% and down three percentage points at 34% for the Conservatives from last week. Here's Daryl Bricker from Ipsos. The Green Party has slipped back a little bit to the advantage of both the Conservatives and the Liberals, but mostly the Liberals, and uh, the NDP does not seem to be getting any traction. So this has become a two-party race, and uh, it looks like it's fairly frozen in time right now. If the election were held tomorrow, the poll also found the NDP would receive 15% of the popular vote, and both the the Green Party and the Bloc Québécois would receive 7%. The People's Party of Canada would garner 2% of the vote. Again, the leaders' debate gets underway this afternoon right here on 6.30 Chet at 5 o'clock. You can listen to it live, 5 to 7. Joining us this afternoon is Dr. Lydia Miljohn. She is with the Political Science Department at the University of Windsor, is an associate professor and director of the Bachelor of Arts and Sciences program. Dr. Miljohn, thanks for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure. Nice to be on the show. Yeah, what are you expecting tonight? Oh, I'm expecting all sorts of drama and excitement and a lot of people talking over themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it'll be really difficult to understand what's going on because it's going to be not just a crowded stage uh, when it comes to the party leaders, but also a really crowded stage when it comes to moderators. You have five, yeah. five moderators there. Yeah, and, and, and you know it as well as I do. One of the things that if the moderators you almost need a, you need a lead moderator to take control of everything and when you have five people there it's going to be tricky and and you know what i don't believe that canadians right now have the appetite at all to hear people yelling at each other or um uh, or talking over each other they just want to hear um uh, some questions about the issues that we're facing answered and i think that's one of the things that's been missing out of this campaign Yeah, I agree. And I think that, unfortunately, this is the only um, time that we see the 
the leaders face off in an English language debate, at least with all the leaders uh, there. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be. I guess I have such low expectations that I hope they're going to be uh, exceeded, <laughs> uh, because you know, based on even the the four person French language debate last last week, I found that also quite frustrating when somebody would start to answer a question and then somebody would jump in, and mm. it's like, can we just hear what they have to say? So it's all about you know the thing about what these leaders have been. They've been overly prepped. They're all about thinking about you know how they're going to get in the the one liners and mm. try to score points. Um, but I'm not sure that necessarily serves us uh, in trying to make our decision on who to vote for in just two weeks' time. I don't think it does. Um, who do you believe has the most to uh, win or lose tonight? Well, obviously the, the, the stakes are really high for both the Liberal leader Justin Trudeau, since he is the most recently been in government and has a record to defend, and he seemed to do quite well in the French language debate. The polls seem to suggest they had a post uh, debate bounce, so he has a lot to lose if he doesn't do as well today. But also, I think, um, in particular, as Liberal leader Andrew Scheer really has to make some gains tonight. He has to really introduce himself um, to Canadians, show why he's ready to to assume government and how the, the Conservatives are different from what the Liberals have to offer. Well, and, and the Conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, does need a bit of a bounce back as his, uh, the, the French language debate for him wasn't, um, it wasn't a great super great performance for him well in a, in a sense i, I mean i, I guess I, I i feel for the guy because it seemed like it wasn't really a fair fight mm. you know the the thing about elections that you always want to talk about issues that you're strong on and focus on issues that the other candidate other parties aren't strong on and that debate in particular the first two issues were, were areas that the conservatives are vulnerable on they were on social issues they're on on on, on health care those kinds of things which the you know the conservatives are always going to be on the back foot for um but when you know when when you got to things like the economy uh he seemed to do much better but yeah. by then people had stopped watching and that's you know why i think his performance isn't seen as as, as well as the others and it was unusually three against one and one of the and usually you know so the, the that's not unusual having three against one what's unusual is that it was an opposition party that was ganged up on not the government so you i expected in that debate and even tonight that the the liberals should be on the defensive because they have the record to defend i think it's going to be a lot different tonight because you have the inclusion of elizabeth may from the green party mm-hmm. as well as uh the people's party maxime bernier so that those two new entrants in this debate or, or you know it's going to be a very crowded field but also much more interesting because you're going to have at least two parties on the right um with the the four-ish yeah. on on the left well i think you know uh, maxime bernier and you, when you put uh, him into the mix um i mean we've had him on this this show in the past and and he can be a real pistol and he can get <laughs> things fired up to say the least <laughs> uh, no absolutely and and i'm not certain who he's going to attack more you know is he going to mm-hmm. go after the liberals because they're government or is he going to try to go after the conservative vote mm-hmm. thinking that he can make gains there and if he does then once again is Andrew Scheer that's going to be on the defensive for the night? Yeah, and, and interesting. You had you had mentioned you talked about the conservative leader uh, Andrew Scheer and his his opportunity here to um, to you know show a huge huge audience that uh, he is uh, uh, prime minister material. And then you have um, liberal leader Justin Trudeau. Um, it, it's an opportunity for him during this campaign to 
look like a prime minister because, I mean, this campaign for him has not been uh, a good one. No, it hasn't. And, and, and there's, you know, obviously a big difference from this election to the previous one. Mm-hmm. I remember in 2015, he did well just because the expectations were so low. The Liberals were in third, place, and yeah. people didn't think he would do well. So the fact that he stayed standing was seen as a victory for him. This time around, I think the pressure is going to be harder. I, I think that the Conservatives in particular probably have quite a few attacks ready for on him. Um, and we saw that again with the French language debate, the, the attack on the, the two planes and the carbon footprint, um, I think was really salient, not necessarily to people in Quebec, but it was it was it sort of as a big part of the Conservative ad campaign going out of that uh, debate. And so I expect that there'll be other things that they have in store for the the liberal leader to sort of emphasize their talking points that he's a a hypocrite Mm. or not as advertised and i think that's where andrew Shear has to play it really carefully because he doesn't want to um you know tv is such a tough medium he doesn't want to be too hot but he wants to get in a few jabs and show that he can have the moral high ground the problem for him of course is that (laughs) last week he was exposed as having a (laughs) dual Uh citizenship so he has his own hypocrisy issues to deal with um you you talked about uh last go around the liberals uh started that in 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 third place and uh that justin trudeau did fairly well in in the debate this time around um um, just today, this campaign was described as being frozen in time. Uh, not much movement uh, that we've seen in the polling. Do you think that debates can change this? Do you think that debates um, can swing a- an undecided voter? Actually, I do. Um, I, it's, it's funny. I, I ha- just happened to find, you know, one of my social media posts that came up. You know, this you know, it was sort of a reminder of what happened four years ago. And at this time in the campaign four years ago, I did a screenshot of the polls, and they were almost exactly like they are now, except that the Liberals were behind and the Conservatives were slightly ahead. Um, and that was just two weeks before Election Day. And so clearly a lot can happen in the last two weeks of the campaign. I think a lot of people are going to be much more focused on the election. And, and you know, I, I can imagine that if I weren't in political science, I wouldn't be paying <laughs> all that much attention to this election um, and that I might sort of focus my my ideas on debate night. Even if I didn't watch the debate, I'd sort of look at sort of what the commentary was and try to make a decision based on that. So the last two weeks of the campaign are exceptionally important uh, in any election campaign because that's where things start to spread out. And so I, I, I do expect to see a widening of the margin between the front two runners and also a widening, which we've seen a little bit in the last few weeks between the NDP and the Greens. Remember at the start of the campaign, yep. they were almost neck and neck and now they NDP has pushed away from the Greens. Uh, Dr. Miljohn, there's a, a number of people uh, just uh, based on the on the latest polling, um, a lot of Canadians remaining unsure of who they, you know, when you talk about, you know, who they think may win, that sort of stuff, undecided voters. Uh, we talk about the interest in this election and how it's been, you know, kind of lagging behind uh, uh, the, the last election. But getting, and, and because of that, voter turnout could be an issue and it's going to be in part important given how close everything is polling right now that that voter turnout is high that the parties get their people out um you know when you when you look at uh, when you look at voter turnout whether it's millennials whether it's the the baby boomers whether it's gen x um how big of a, a deal do you think that that's going to be 
It's absolutely crucial. You know, the, the, the real story of the 2011, 2015 election isn't necessarily that the Conservatives lost voters. They only actually dropped about 200,000 voters from the previous election where they had a majority government. What What is the story of the 2015 election is that the Liberals brought in 4 million new voters, people mm. who hadn't mm-hmm. voted in the previous election campaign. Some of those were young people, but some of them were also disenfranchised, li- disenfranchised Liberals from past previous governments. So if there's a low voter turnout, that is actually bad news for the Liberals yep. because it shows that that enthusiasm and that momentum that they brought in in 2015 has been lost. And so um, they could that, that could spell major trouble for them. There were um, some hopes that, um, you know, that the election wouldn't be decided in Ontario this time around <laughs> by the time, uh, you know, the polls close out uh, in B.C., that it still might be tight. But we're still talking about that all-important area, that 905. Uh, region around uh, Lake Ontario and how important that's going to be. That has popped up again, uh, again today. Is is that where you're seeing, uh, the, you know, one of the big fights? Yeah, you know, as a former Albertan, it, it actually still <laughs> even bothers me. <laughs> wow, damn Toronto. Yeah. Um, it's all about, you know, it really is always about Toronto. And it's just because there's so many seats, right? There's like 22 seats in, in the 905 alone. And that can really make or break whether you form government. And it's there's such a volatile area. I mean, even where I live, I live in southwestern Ontario. We only have three seats here. We're not yeah. going to form government. We're not going to, you know, be the kingmakers or anything like that. And I guess that's where the big issue is, is that what I, when I look at this electoral map, I see, I see some pretty dark clouds in our future because it really looks like we are, are a country divided, that mm-hmm. we are, we are different based on where we live and certainly western canada is going in a very different direction than say quebec and ontario and even the maritime provinces and i think that's actually quite scary but the problem for the conservatives if you look at sort of the national polls their vulnerability is that they are they have a very inefficient vote and what i mean by that is that they have way too much support in alberta and saskatchewan and manitoba and they've got to convert a lot of more people in ontario in order if, if they think that they can make have a have a chance forming government. And Dr. Miljohn, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Enjoyed this conversation. My pleasure. Nice talking to you. Thank you so much, Dr. Lydia Miljohn with the Political Science Department at the University of Windsor. When we talk about how different when you're looking at the country and what votes are going where and who is supporting which parties, well, I'll tell you right after this. So we take a look at uh, support and where it is, where it's not. Uh, Ontario and, and BC, the Liberals and Conservatives still running a, a pretty tight race when you when you look across the province. And we were talking with Dr. Miljohn about, you know, that 905 area code about Ontario. Um, and, and, and she talked about, you know, how, how the country really seems to be split. And, and I don't... I really don't have to tell you this, do I? Uh, approval for the Liberals' performance in government is highest in Quebec at 50%, followed by Atlantic Canada at 46%, Ontario at 42%, then BC at uh, 38%, Saskatchewan and Manitoba at 37%. And it's at its very lowest right here in Alberta. Could have told you that. At, uh, at 25%. Uh, when they take a look at... Uh, you know, the poll again, this is polling that was just recently done. 35% of Canadians think Trudeau is the best fit to be the country's leader, while Conservative leader Andrew Scheer is in second place at 30%. NDP leader Jugment Singh sits at 14%. 
The Green Party's Elizabeth May is at 12%, and the PPC's Maxime Bernier is at 6%.